Last week on Knights of the Roll Table, our ragtag group of adventurers convinced Bart the Big Bard, formerly known as Massimo Lionheart, to accompany them on their mission to Darkwell Cave, in hopes of restoring his memories and recovering the Spiralite. Descending into Darkwell, the party encounters numerous threats, eventually winding their way to the den of Gus Thorak. Welcome to Knights of the Roll Table, an actual play D&D podcast. Oh, is that what we're doing? (laughs) Back at it again. Uh, Where we last left off, before you there is a large open chasm about 80 feet across. A thin five foot wide bridge spans the expanse of the chasm. You hear the rushing water of the river beneath the bridge and the dripping noises. You see a large cavern in front of you. The walls have curved so it looks like it's the inside of a giant tube. The ceiling is so high where you can't really make out the top, but on the ground you see some large stalagmites and various heights jutting up from the ground. Some with pointed tips and others seem to be severed in small plateaus. Through the cavern walls, a green and blue phosphorescent vein runs through the rock. It provides a dim but eerie light source. You have a thin bridge in front of you about five feet across, and you've just heard Gus Thorak in what you assume is Gus Thorak, um, because Ramara has told you that this is where his cavern is. And you heard in your brain, in your mind, it's about about time. I assume that's Gus Thorak. That seems like a reasonable assumption. Well, he's doing that thing where, where they sound like they've been waiting for you, like they knew you were coming ahead of time. But how could they know you were coming? I mean, we didn't send a... He knows. He knows everything. What would you guys like to do? Anybody want to go first across this, like, incredibly treacherous-looking bridge? Oh, I'll totally get Okay. Hold on to this rope. I'm going to tie it around my waist. <laughs> Is it the magic rope? <laughs> oh, yeah. It just ties itself. I forgot. You have to give it a command. Tie me. And, it, and the, the rope <laughs> ties, a, ties a knot around your waist and kind of cinches itself. And it gives a little ooh, double ooh, tug. Mm. And it's, it's tied. That's a snuggie. Bart, you're a strong fella. You want to hold the other end of that rope? Okay. Can somebody else <laughs> also hold the other end of the rope? I got it. Thanks. I'll lend a hand behind him as well. I'm going to kind of do the little thing where you poke your toesies out. You kind of feel as you're, as you're moving forward. All right. <laughs> is, is oh, it like a, like tap like tap ahead. Yeah, I'm kind of tap a tap toes. I'm the first one going out on this thing. Okay. I don't want to die. Make a perception check for me, Coach. Hmm. Uh oh. Nothing better than a good old perception check. Sixteen. You start tapping your foot towards the beginning of this bridge, and as you do, right before you place your foot down. On the first five feet of bridge, you notice a shimmering kind of metal right on the edge of the bridge. And you stop. You take a closer look, 
and you notice that this is not rock. It's actually metal, and there is a thin wire that's actually going along the side of the bridge towards the inside of the cavern. Coach, what's the holdup? Why are you taking so long? I, uh, with my uh, a very adept vision, have found some kind of small, wiry thing. Ooh, a trap! Anybody? That's a trap? I don't know how this little wire is going to hurt anybody. Can we come over and, like, investigate it? Sure, make an investigation check. Okay. That's uh, 17 plus... Okay, you, uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see that the metal plate that, that kind of Coach is talking about is kind of hidden under some dirt and dust, and it, it extends about six feet and then stops, and it, and it looks like rock after that. It's like a pressure Silius, plate. I think you should touch this wire. <laughs> No, don't why, touch Why the would wire. I do that? No, don't. I'm touch not the going wire. to do it. Thank I'm you. not stupid. Okay. So I have uh, thieves' tools. So if I can get down and examine and see if it's something I might be able to disarm. You want to do an investigation check to see if you can do it or just go in and do it? We don't really know what it is, right? Okay. So, so, make an, so you further. make an investigation check. So that'd be a 12. So there is a wire that's connected to something under a metal plate. Um, you can see where it's wound around some uh, bearings. Can't really see much without leaning over on the side over the chasm so you can see underneath. Yeah, okay. Yes, you can reach out and try to disarm the uh, wire from the metal plate. I will do that. Okay, make a sleight of hand check. All right, everybody should really stand back. Cut the uh, red wire. Hang on a Thanks. second. Before he does that, uh, Sars is going to go ahead and put a hand on his shoulder and cast Guidance, which will give you a d4 to your ability check. Yeah. And what do you say when you add Guidance? I'm saying, Jarek, you've got this. It's not a pretty lady, so I trust you with it. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Just saying right. your judgment in the past. Here passes. we go. Stand back. Oh, that was a nat 20, and I rolled a four on Guidance. Oh, and nice. And I have another plus six altogether. <laughs> 30. With sleight of hand with Jeez, these tools. Please, that's a 30. So it goes well. Oh All right. God. So you reach out with your hand, and you, you kind of recognize this particular kind of uh, bearing and, and the wire. It's like, oh, this this feels like a, it's copper from the northern section of uh, you know, <laughs> where I'm from. And uh, you actually kind of feel the... The, the kind of buoyancy of it and you're able to get in with your thieves tools without even looking you're kind of like having a conversation with I'm so confident when I see it and I totally understand what to do that I pretend that I'm totally going to like blow this off yeah it's not a, a very well done job oh, so you can oh. actually kind of do it but you see Jarrett kind of sweating oh. you know he's putting on like he's really nervous looking and uh, you, is everybody clear you kind of slyly um, to everyone else uh, undo the wire and deactivate the trap. And three, two. Oh no! One. Jerk. You, you hear a little. One. You hear a little. Got it. Ding. Oh. Wire goes. Oh. Oh well. Well. You're right here. You doubted me. You doubted me. You doubted me. I can tell you doubted me. I always do that. Jerk. Whatever. All right, big bad nasty. We disarmed your trap, and now we're coming for you. Disarm the trap. This, this on the trap. Well, yeah. you, you know, you're not oh, cute when you're like this. Okay, Jerry. All right, what order would you like to cross this bridge? Coach first. Coach first. <laughs> Coach? I'll go second. Sarsa will go second. Sarsa? I'll go next. Ramara? 
And we, look, I'll go. No, 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 that's not initiative. Okay, then Jarek. Then uh, me. So then Bart. So and then Salias. The yep, Salias is taking up the rear. Okay, so you guys... You guys walk across this 80-foot chasm, and there's rushing water underneath. Um, Bart, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. As memories come flooding mm. back uh, to you. Uh, oh, flooding. Hey. Wait. Oh. <laughs> 12. Okay, 12. So it's a little bit of PTSD feeling. You're kind of feeling a little bit anxious because something is very familiar oh. about this, and the water is just rushing underneath, and, and you just stop in your tracks. And uh, Ramara is uh, in front of you, <gasps> and, and, and you just kind of... Uh, kind of stop for a second and I assume a uh, coach would stop too so you gotta, still holding you on gotta let me know when you're yeah. gonna stop coach <laughs> stops so everybody oh, so Ramara you innards. stop everybody else stops <laughs> what kind of see you, okay? you see what? Bart sort of frozen in his tracks uh, uh, I gotta get off this bridge what's what's going on I need to get off this bridge you're okay <sighs> are you remembering I remembering that I don't like this height and water this isn't good guys you've been I don't here know. before and now you're here now but you're with friends. Okay. Hold on. You guys have been here before. Maybe some tips about the traps and the like treacherous, like, maybe you should be going. Forward. Could we have this discussion not on the bridge? Right, let's go forward because the crybaby wants to get I'm off the bridge. Swing it on the bridge. Thanks, coach. No, Keep walking. Feeling a wee bit like a sitting duck right here. Can I move now? Well, everybody, let's go. Look, Jerry, yeah, okay. you go ahead. You go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll be right next to him. Okay. As you move forward, okay. I take the rope. I, I take Coach's leash. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a good coach? Eventually, a <laughs> uh, Bart, you get enough nerve to step forward, and then you take another step, and you're able to move forward. And you all are kind of one step at a time, single file, moving across this bridge. It's pretty solid. It just takes a little while because you're being very careful. Um, coach, you're in the lead. Make a another perception check. All right. The thing I do best. <laughs> looking around. How do things look up there, coach? Uh, dirty 20. Okay. <laughs> they look great. Excellent. So uh, you've, you cross the bridge, and uh, you cross the bridge, and it's a little easier for you to see now. Um, there's a little bit more light from the phosphorescent. The rest of you kind of fall in behind coach. And coach, you see um, mostly all these rocks. You see an altar in front of you and behind it there is some figure but it's a little hard to see because the altar is kind of emanating this wave like 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 you would see above a campfire kind of the air is kind of moving back and forth but there's no fire over to the right you see a small pile of what looks like fabric clothes bags um, it's kind of about uh, 30 feet to the right and um and then there's this altar, which is kind of raised up like a dais, and um, something is behind it, but you can't quite make it out. But there's some sort of glowing light from the from the altar itself. Oh, you think that's a gobo effect or something? That's really cool. Uh, Lighting look. humor. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trained for. I have a minor in stage tech. <laughs> really? At the Bard's College. The Bard's yeah. College. Yeah. Your lighting uh, professor would have been really happy. Yeah, with that, that's, you know. that's nice. I like how they crossed the spots mm -hmm. there to think no, that. That, yeah. that par four, you know. Is, okay. Yeah, you know. 
So it looks like this uh, altar is on fire. And there's some blankets over there on the uh, the right-hand side. Uh, is everybody on secure footing now? Everybody, you know, uh, on the uh, the other side? Have yes. we made it? Chris, right. real fast, like, do I remember all this stuff? Did it look the same before? So the, the rock enclosure looks exactly the same. Okay. You don't remember there being a trap <clears throat> before um, okay. or... or Somehow you guys skipped over it if there was one. You vaguely remember the pile of uh, clothes and stuff, but you didn't really check it out. And um, and then you saw the same kind of uh, glowing uh, altar. But you don't remember getting much further than that because this is where Gustorak kind of um, started uh, fighting you guys last time. Uh-huh. Okay. Can all of us see that pile of clothes? Yep. But Coach think it's, thinks it's blankets. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think Sarsa would go take a look at those clothes. I'm curious about that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sarsa. What, I ain't gotten to go shopping in a long time. We've been so busy. There's always time for fashion. <laughs> and Somebody left so their Sarsa, costumes Sarsa here. heads over to the pile of fabric, and you hear in your heads, I suppose you came looking for it, just like he did. The, the, yes. The spiralite. He's talking about the spiralite. Yeah, we could be less vague. We came for the spiralite, just like no. he did, Massimo, big guy. No, big, dumb, not no, the spiralite. You know, not dumb. You know, I'm Bart. In a, in a, yeah, Bart. Bart. Big Bart. Wait, not the spiralite. The Bard formerly known as Massimo. Not the spiralite. Yes, Discuss. I recognize you. Mm-hmm. I recognize the big one and the small blue one as well. What about it's me? Do you, do you recognize me? I've never seen the rest of you. Yeah. And I probably won't again. It's good to be recognized. After tonight. Oh. I've never seen you either, so. I, I don't well, see you now. It's not like a And he steps thing. out from behind the altar, and you see this mind flare. And there's a couple of things. He's wearing a dark, kind of gray, shimmering blue. Uh, leathers, straps around different parts of his arm. One of his hands is actually metal. It looks like the other one's just wearing a glove, but there's there's a metal hand on his left hand. Uh, he's also got some tubes and kind of fixtures and faucets and things like that on some sort of a, a backpack. There's metal uh, canisters and things like that, steam uh, coming out of them, out of different um, exhaust pipes. And you also notice that He's very short. He's, so he's about like Forrest Whitaker from Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's about as tall as Forrest Deep Whitaker. Um, so good. No, he's no, he's, he's actually about as tall one. as Coach. You're kind of small for a mind flayer, right? Is anybody else in the mood for calamari? I've heard that one before. Which one? The calamari or the yes. short for a, Okay, yeah. No, but the mine for, was, the mine Forrest Whitaker more. reference? Have <laughs> I made any headway on this clothing situation? Okay, so <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to that. I think Sarsa's like trying to put two and two All together. Right. Okay. So Sarsa, make an investigation check. Oh, yet another. That's gonna be a 17. You find a few clothes, some simple scale mail, it, it's a kind of a big pile. It's not just one person's uh, stuff. There, it looks like this is this is kind of a pile of remains of possibly victims over the years. But uh, just their how clothes? deep do you want to go? Well, I mean, I, just to kind of get a feeling, like like do they, does there's, this there's look clothes, like there's clothes. There's a backpack towards the bottom. Uh, there's 
a uh, there's some boots. There's um, mostly like cloaks and cloaks. So they look like they all came from different people and they've been piled together. Yeah. Because they're obviously not on bodies. Right. So there's somebody's no removing these clothes mm-hmm. from people. Oh, gross. And putting them in a pile. Gross. I mean, it, it's a pile of clothes. Could be laundry day. You know, you don't know. Uh, do, are there any women's clothing? Is it all men's? Uh, from <laughs> with the 17, I'll say, yeah, you notice uh, a couple of things that probably will have a little bit more of a feminine uh, a vibe like to a them. like a 38C? Like, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there a, so, like blood or anything? How much time do you want to spend on this? Just like 10 seconds. Like, okay. I think while he's talking, there, there she's is, just kind of There is look. some blood, uh, mostly around collars. Oh. Um, when you get to the backpack, when you it, you notice it's it's a very similar to um, an adventurer's pack. Um, it's very dirty, but there's some embroidery on the on the front. Anything that. I would recognize, you'd or have be to clean it off. I'd have to clean it off. Yeah. So you spit on it, kind of rub your hand on it, and uh. there's some initials. The initials are V D D. Oh. You don't. You are not over there yet. All right. Boop de doo. Everybody. Oh yeah. Be careful. These guys. These uh, mind flares. They're coming for your brains. Actually. Let's get the joke. I'm not interested in that. Oh, good. That's oh, why no. I was cast out from my my tribe. You vegetarian, Darnell Love. Well. He's after it's my body. This and he goes, and kind of the tentacles kind of spread, and you see this uh, twisted sort of seashell spiral shape, mm. uh, an appendant around his neck, and it's glowing this kind of orange and purple uh, pearlescence. Uh, and he says, "This prevents me from having the hunger that most illithids have. I don't need to eat brains." Or anything for that matter. So Only plants and the occasional salad. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, your figure looks lovely. So, Thank you. So the spi- the spiral light is keeping you good. You know about my creation. <gasps> your creation? Wait, are you? You know, not- there's there's a bag over here. It's got the initials VDD. I like whoop to do. Well, I don't know if that many other people with that, those same initials. I haven't heard that in a long time. What? The picture of whoop de doo in my book is of a dwarf. Yes. I've been here for a long time. They cast me out when I was first transformed. But then I found the Duragar. I made them follow me. Lots of them. And then, we found Waldenthorpe. He was very handy. And then we came back. We destroyed the other elephants. And I made this my home. I've been studying, tinkering, continuing my work to work on this. And he points back to the altar. The glowing altar emanating this kind of energy. And he says, It's really nice. What does it do? I I found a way to harness its energy. Use it for my newest creations. I used to work in wood and stone, but now I work in flesh and blood and bone. Okay, so not good then. I'm much too busy to fight you. I, it's not my interest now. I've, I've got to keep working and 
But you're just in time to see my newest creation. Anybody else got a wee bit of a bad feeling? And he kind of snaps one of his fingers, and you see these... Out of some caverns off on the side, uh, you see there's a couple of tunnels left and right and behind. Uh, you see three dark, ashy skin dwarves, uh, dwarf looking creatures with white, shock white hair and various uh, facial hair styles, and they're dragging out in chains this gorilla, like an ape. And he's just... And they're dragging him towards the altar. And then from the other side, you see a cart being drugged by four more of uh, these Duragar, who you assume are the Duragar he was talking about. And they're dragging this cart, and it's kind of got like a little cage around it. And inside the cart is an octopus. And it's just... And kind of I'm suctioned on such the side. Cool little alchemist flashbacks right now. I'm like, no. Oh yeah. And he <laughs> and Gastorak says, "I've been able to combine creatures and figure out a way for them to join together. It's a wonderful life to these beasts of nature." You think they really like that, though? Um, guys, we should. Stop him before those combine. I don't really want to fight a gorillapus. <laughs> right. Listen, Voop did. Octorilla? Did, no, now is not the time to debate the and name. So, and and they, they put the gorilla, they kind of chain him down on top of one side of the altar, and then they take the octopus out and the four Duragar lift him up, and two of them actually go. And they get bigger, uh, very similar to kind of the uh, the the, the, in, the enlarge uh, ability that you had before. Mm-hmm. Um, these Duragar, two of them just go, and they grab the octopus and put him on the altar. And then you see this altar, just a beam of light goes up, and a couple of steam jets uh, go off to the side, and it just. And smoke fills the air and steam, and and you're all kind of uh, shielding your eyes a little bit. There's a lot of light, and uh, you know how like when you shine light at a concert through lasers and things like that uh, through mm-hmm. smoke. Yeah. Um, and then after about a minute, the steam clears, and you see this gorilla top with gorilla arms, and then the bottom half of the gorilla has eight. Tendrily tentacle legs just <laughs> and the gorilla is just mad and raging and he kind of is uh, flinging his tentacles all over the place. We should have stopped that sooner. That's a wonderful thing, don't you think? Listen. How do you uh, no, let's explain this a little bit. Like, what, what I, I want to get to know. And the Duergar are, like, holding it back. Great job, you guys. Keep up the good work. I want to get, you know, if we get a little bit behind the curtain in the world of Gastorak. Like, You're what? interested in my work. Absolutely. You are clearly a genius, and uh, yes, I, I've read your so work. much to learn. Yes. It's very interesting. I'm forcing them together mm-hmm. to give them the forcing power to destroy the mm, surface dwellers. Destroy. Mm, these are bad guy words. You see... Everyone up there has such meager intellect. No offense. So once they're gone, I can rise up and show them the way. The ones that I that fight back will be destroyed by my creatures and the Duragar who now follow my bidding. And the lucky ones will be chosen for Ceramorphosis, of course. While the others will... That's a fun new word. 
Cetamorphosis is the process in which you turn into an illithid. Oh, okay. Are you interested in that? Um, Actually, yes, quite interested. I'm going to try and do a thing. I don't suppose you came here to become one of the illithid, to join my cause. Actually, Voop, can I call you Voop? No, I am known as Gastorak. The the Dorogar have called me Gastorat. It means supreme intellect. All right, well, can I call you Gus then? I suppose. All right, Gus. Well, I just think that you are just so compelling. You're so smart. I'm going to try and uh, use my tiefling ability ability to charm person on him. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. She knows things too, if you know what I mean. So he has to make a wisdom saving throw. I don't think Illithids are very wise. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Come on, I believe in me. And she's right. going to like kind of give a little shoulder roll and be like, oh, gosh, you're so smart. This could it's give just... the campaign an angle Chris didn't plan for. <laughs> I live for that. 22. Mm. Oh, he saves. Yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Mr. Oh, yeah. Mr. Dudu. My name is Castorak. Mr. Thorak. Would, would you be willing to look through some of the the writings that reference your work in, in this book of mine? And you could help me perhaps make any addendums or corrections. And we don't need to fight or have uh, tentacles attacking us. I was swallowed recently. I really don't need any more of this. Oh, my dear boy. I have a far superior intellect than you or anyone here. This is probably and true. And I don't blame you for coming down here out of curiosity. Of course you want to find out more about my work. Yes, much more. I came down here because I too was curious. I was trying to find this. And he points to the altar. It's a thing of legend. You didn't create this. No. What's it called? Well, of course it's the Founder's Stone. Oh, this is the Founder's Stone. Oh, wait, I know that word. I thought it was inside of the... It's here? Oh, whoa. Whoa, my brain is doing a thing. (laughs) The Founder Stone of what the dwarves are looking for back in uh, Falcon Reach. And it's here. So wait, did yes, you were I, you the were you the chosen one? It's not really a chosen one sort of situation. It's whoever chooses themselves. Oh, don't be modest. You're the chosen one for sure. I was able to give life to the realm for another five hundred years. But the time is approaching when another must sacrifice themselves and give life to the realm. I'm trying to prevent that from happening. That's why I'm creating these wonderful creatures. Have you seen other ones? I've sent them up in the last few weeks. We have seen a few. That's what I was going to ask about. Like, what, what inspires you, Gasthorak, the great Gasthorak, to, like, pick, say, like, a poodle and a snake? <laughs> Like of all creatures, like how do you how do you like match oh, them yes. up? Like, the, tell that us about your magic. number fourteen. Well, I thought. 14. Well, I got some feedback mm-hmm. from uh, from one of my Durgar. Uh, was that you, Wheelie? I it was. Mm. And uh, Wheelie said that I needed to make some of them cuter. Um, oh. So I mean, they had all been quite big and scary. So I started to make something with a little bit of fuzziness to it. So. I'm working my way up towards him as he like. Information. Okay. Uh, cute. Uh, okay. They were cute on a spectrum of 
So that's what that one compared to the spy dire wolves. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. are those earlier? The that's a good point. That was one of my first creations, yeah. and uh, they skittered off. Is it necessary in order to combine the animals that they have differing numbers of legs, or is that just coincidental? <laughs> the gorilla is just. If kind I, of struggling in the door guard, like, ah, boss, I don't think we might not be able to hold him for that much longer. What do you want us to do with this one? Put him in the back room. And they're starting to pull it a little bit. Sorry, what was your question? Do, do the animals have to have different number of legs in order to combine them? I just Which? like legs. Okay. Oh, yeah. you're a leg no, man. That's why this right. didn't work out. Yeah, no, they're awesome. Have you seen Coach? <laughs> he, looks uh-huh. over, he looks over and he's like, Fine specimen, young oh, man. Oh, well, here too much. Should be proud of your calves. Combined you with a, a, a stag beetle or perhaps some sort of a gazelle. Silius, so, what have you done? Yes, you can, you're can. you within arm's that. reach of him. So if I can kind of comfortably get kind of like to his side, I want to, at an opportune moment, grab like whatever gear or hose or <laughs> knob on his uh, equipment that he's wearing and just start like... Turning things, depressurizing things, pulling off hoses. That's such a bad seeing idea. Seeing what happens. <laughs> okay. He's not, um, he's not Bane. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, hold on. He gets up. huge. It was like, it's a reverse Bane. Let me think about something for a second. Uh, okay, so... And then, wait, actually, also, so if he gets distracted by that with my other hand, I'd try to grab the spiral. Oh, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> oh. That's keeping him friendly. Oh, dear. Yeah. All right, um, so... You're going to make a sleight of hand check. That was a 19, so it's a total of 22. Okay. Hold on. Perception. This might be over quick. He rolled a 11 plus 6 is 17, so he does not see you. Uh, you're, you're going sneaky for the spiralite or for the tubes and sneaky wheels? Sneaky for the spiralite. You're going to notice the tubes. Okay. He's like, oh, don't do that. And, uh, and oh, you Sorry, I was just curious about this over here. And then he sees right you here? reaching down. He's like, no. And his tendrils wrap around your hand, and I need you to make a um, strength check. Eight. Jerick, what are you oh. doing? Uh, he's not particularly strong, uh, <gasps> so uh, you are able to pull that off of him. Oh! Poof. And he goes, "No! Oh, get I them!" Mad after this, we should go. Oh man! Oh no! He's going to go. Get, get them. them! I need that back, Jerick. This way. I need everyone to roll oh, initiative. Gosh! Hello, Knights of the Roll Table. This is Chris Daly, your dungeon master for season two of the podcast. So this episode is part one of the Gus Thorak encounter. It's a little bit longer, so we decided to break it up into two parts. Don't be alarmed when the episode ends and it's like, wait, what? Where's the rest? It'll come next week. We'll have the bonus episode on Friday, though, so you can listen to that while you're eating leftover turkey. Since we don't advertise the show, the best way to support us is to leave a rating and review on whatever podcast service you are listening to right now. It only takes a minute and you don't even have to write something, just a star rating is appreciated. I mean, hopefully more than one star, but, you know, you do you. Now, go out and make life an adventure. So, Jarek has just pulled the spiralite from Gasthorak. Uh, he is right next to him. This this happened very quickly. There was no communication of a plan of what happens. So everything's kind of going on. You see this giant 
gorilla puss uh, behind on the altar, and all the Duragar have seen this happen, and they turn. Uh, some of them drop the chains, and the gorilla puss goes and start, starts flinging its tentacles. They pull various blades and swords and javelins and things like that. Two of them are large, and you're all within this area. There's various stalagmites coach. What would you like to do? Jarek, throw me the spiralite! Trust me! That's my free action. I'm gonna hold my action. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna hold it so that as soon I'm gonna I'm gonna move as close to the edge of the cliff as I can. Above the raging waters. Yep. And as soon as he throws me the spiralite, I'm going to transform. You're holding your actions for the mace. Yeah, so this okay. is, I'm holding the action on the mace. Alright. Hold action for when he throws the spiral. When I catch the spiral light. All right. Uh, one of the Doragar, who we'll call Slashy, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is going to use his action to enlarge. So he gets bigger. Oh my! Um, and he's oh. uh, he's about the size of Bart now. Um, he he gets twice his size. So he just goes, and he pulls out a blade and it starts glowing. And when this blade starts glowing, Ramara, your spidey sense goes off a little bit and it it has this kind of psionic energy uh, that's very palpable. That's his action is to get bigger. The apetopus starts and it Mm -hmm. is just lashing out and it's very upset. So, um, it only has a land speed of 10 feet, so it's going to move forward uh, towards all of you. Um, it can't quite get to you, but uh, it's it's definitely moving towards you. Then another one of the Durgar, we're going to call him Stabby, is going to uh, kind of go off to the side. Um, he's in... He's going to use a bonus action to dash, and then he comes around, and he's going to try to make some attacks, uh, this time at Ramara. Uh, he's he's going to make a multi-attack with two short swords, and um, this is also going to be a sneak attack. Probably going to miss. A natural one and a 15. Your EC is 13. Okay. Okay, so one of them hits you. Okay, you're going to take 12 points of slashing damage. As a sword from the side, this guy is like really fast. He comes up kind of <laughs> and kind of slashes you and ah, kind of gets you on the arm and a little bit of your side. As a reaction, I want to impose disadvantage on an attack roll. This is called psychic backlash. If it says reaction, then you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it says as a reaction, I can impose disadvantage on an attack roll against me if I can see the attacker. If the attack still hits me, the attacker takes 2d10 psychic damage. Jeez. Oh, hey. Okay. So it hits you, but he, but go ahead and roll 2d10. 10. 10? Okay. So he, uh, this Durgar comes up and he slashes you and it hits you in the arm, but then immediately he goes, ah, and kind of like grabs his head. Uh, but he takes uh, 10 points of psychic damage. Another one um, that was kind of in the back uh, behind where the others are, um, he's going to twist his hands a little bit and start muttering something. And he is going to cast... I'm sorry, what was this one's name? Uh, this one is named uh, Wheelie. Wheelie. The one that so we kind of mentioned earlier. Is he Wheelie? Slammy, Stabby. Slashy. Slashy. Oh, Slashy, I'm Slashy, sorry. Slashy, Stabby, Wheelie. Slammy was um, his cousin. 
Jarek, oh, Sarsa, and Coach. Um, I need you to make charisma saving throws. Oh. Coach, mm. go! go. <laughs> he has to yell it out. It's his thing. <laughs> it's his so, thing. Wait, so if he's doing that, we're not making the save? I feel like we just went through. If it's level three or yeah. lower, so it's level three. It's, it's, it's level it. three or lower. Okay, then so nothing just, happens. Yeah. So you see, as, and then then it kind of fizzles, and he's like, "What? What the? My career? No, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> all right, then uh, another uh, Duragar. A, a lot of Duragars. They're all kind of taken. There's is different. There's different uh, Duragar. There's seven Duragar. Okay, Whoa. it's a uh, it's really the mind player in the seven Duragar. <laughs> um, this one's name. This one's name is Bernie, um, but B U R N Y. He is one of the uh, enlarged ones. Um, so he's going to take his lance and big it lights Bernie. on fire. Oh no! <laughs> How about you, big guy? He kind of takes it, sort of flamethrower style, and goes, <laughs> and it shoots out a 15-foot cone of fire. Um, so I need, um, uh, I need Bart. Uh, Jarek and Sarsa to make a deck save. Oh dear. Do I still have the ring that Aranye gave me? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. Well, <laughs> well, you and I do. You do. And I do. <laughs> 16. That's a 19 plus, so 21. 10. Right, oh, okay. Bart, you take 13 points of fire damage. Jarek and Sarsa, you take half. Which, which would I be... also get halved because I'm a team. Great. Okay. So. That's fine. So, um, so have uh, so it's six, and then so you, so Sarsa, you take three, and then Jarek, you take six. Fire damage. I burn regular. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Salias, it's your turn. Cool. Um, are there any? Can you kind of describe where everybody is? Because so you're lot kind of, of in this big. You're, you're kind of in this big arena. Um, everybody's kind of spread around. Um, uh, there, there are some of the Duragar went to the left, some went to the right, um, some are coming. There's the big gorilla octopus hybrid that's coming right down the middle. They're steering clear of that. Gus Thorak is right next to Jarek, and he's kind of pulling away. Um, and all of you are kind of in a little clump right now because nobody's moved. So I'd really like to do tidal wave. Um, okay. And try to hit as many people as possible without hitting any of my people. So uh, I can pick an area that it crashes down upon, and it can be up to 30 feet long and up to 10 feet wide and up to 10 feet tall. So I'd like to do that without hitting anyone on our side. Okay, so are you on the left or the right or in the middle? I'd say the middle. Okay, <laughs> or you can good. start on one side and get three or start on the other side and get four. I'll go after the four. Okay. I guess. They need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Make four dex saves. What are we trying to beat? Uh, you are trying to beat my DC, which is 15. <laughs> That's a fail. That's a fail. That's a success. And that's a fail. All right. There's three of them fail. One of them succeeds. So the three that fail are going to be knocked prone, and they're going to take 48 damage, and the other one's going to take half that but not be knocked prone. Okay. That's, nine. That's nine. Nine damage for the three. Yep. And four, four for the other guy. <laughs> That was not as successful as I would have liked. One, two, two, but three, three of two. Them, but three of them are prone. I'm sure oh, it looked good. cool. It was... Slashy, Stabby, and Wheelie are uh, hit by the tidal wave, and Bernie is not. Now he's steamy. Tidal, tidal wave! Bernie did not get hit. In another life, all of these had Mick before their names, and they were doctors on Grey's Anatomy. Mick <laughs> 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 Slashy. Mick Stabby. Stabby. <laughs> <laughs> right, get, that's I so would watch. It could happen. Meredith Grey would be in heaven right now. <laughs> okay. 
one second. I'm I don't think adding... that like the fan base or of people that would be listening to this podcast would overlap that over. at all. Maybe it's we'll make that happen. Joke. Right? We're gonna get in there. <laughs> Tonight so on Knights of the Roll Table. Grades and that. So I guess that ends your turn? Uh, yes, that will end his turn. turn. Okay. Everyone's dying for some reason. All Worst right. hospital ever. Oh, <laughs> and you know what I didn't do on either of those things? What is that? I did not roll for wild oh, magic. Yeah, roll for wild, wild magic, and uh, that is a one. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> wow. So yeah. what? Uh, please roll a percent. Uh, roll a d100. Wild magic. Wild magic. Na, 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 na. You make my spells flop. Right, so that is it. Na, 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 na. 86. You do. You make my hair drop <laughs> to the <laughs> So that's an 86. I cast Mirror Image. Ooh. Okay. Which actually I think is a good thing. That's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Three illusory duplicates of yourself yeah. appear in your space. Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with you and mimic your actions, shifting position, so it's impossible to track which image is real. You can use your action to dismiss the illusory duplicates. Why would I do that? It's so good. Each time a creature targets you with an attack during the spell's duration, roll a d20 to determine whether the attack instead targets one of your duplicates. Mm -hmm. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Salius, is that is what's happening on purpose? Yes, no, of course, what? (laughs) Thanks for clarifying. Uh, All right. So, uh, Gastorak says, Waldenthorpe, playtime. And then out of the back cavern, you see, actually, you don't hear anything. You just see this. Oh, no. Floating, uh, tentacled uh, beast with uh, six eye stalks on the top floating around in different directions and a central eye that's big and blinking. And then the bottom has these tentacles kind of floating around. <laughs> I'm regretting the calamari remark, remark, remark. This is remark. Waldenthorpe. All my mining classes get all these warnings yeah. about mine flares and... Make a, make a um, history check, coach. Yeah. That part of like the safety training. Uh-huh. You know OSHA it. OSHA requirements. Uh, 17. Okay. Um, this looks similar to, you know, a uh, beholder, beholder, but it's, but it's not a beholder. It's smaller. It has less eye stalks, um, but it has a very similar, uh, it's reminiscent of of the Mind Flayer, of the Illithid. You've heard rumor of a hybrid version, a hybridized version of this, and it kind of makes sense that Gus Thorak would have one of these, and he mentioned that he was able to capture something with the Doragar's help. Uh, this is a Mind Witness. Ooh. Mm. This and guy really is into legs. <laughs> Just well, tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, there's no legs. Uh, so Waldenthorpe is going to make three magical eye ray spells. Jeez. Oh, Let's have some fun. <laughs> Why did you take me here? <laughs> Why? I was in college. I had a career going. I had headshots taken. I had an audition I'm lined be real up. Frank, Why I saw you I perform, and, and I don't think that was going to work out that well for you, boy. <sighs> Jarek, I don't uh, think this is going to work out dex, too well for me. I need you to make a deck saving throw. Six. Okay, Uh, a green burst of energy 
comes out from one of the eyes, and you feel it hit you kind of square in the chest. And all of a sudden, all of your movements become very slow. And you are, um, for one minute, your speed is halved, uh, and you can't take reactions. You can repeat the saving throw at the end of your turn. It's a slowing ray. Slius. Make a strength saving throw. Huh. Uh, what's three minus one? Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's going to pick you up and move you, and you're floating in the air. Uh, all of a sudden, you just see Celius kind of uh, raise up in the air. This Hold on. Roll a d20, because you have your mirror oh, images. I do have my mirror images. Okay, that's a 13. Okay, so it hits a mirror image. Okay. So I have three, so I roll a six. It's basically a hologram. You're like gem. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the duplicate's AC equals 10 plus my dexterity modifier, and if it's so you're not it, okay. the duplicate is destroyed. Okay, so it doesn't take, it, it's not doing any damage on this. It, it's it's a telekinetic ray. But it's um, truly outrageous. Uh, so truly, truly, truly outrageous. It's going to shoot this ray. It's a blue ray, and it kind of goes Ooh, through one of the mirrors, and, it, and the mirror kind of the image just kind of looks down and says, "Oh, oh, uh, you missed." Waldenthor goes, ah. "Okay, one last one." Okay, uh, this is going to be for Coach. It is going to shoot a pink ray at you. Make a Constitution saving throw. Pretty. Oh, that's a nice. Oh, uh, ten. All right, uh, you feel this pink ray kind of hit you on the side, and all of a sudden, all of your muscles just seize up, and you are stunned. Oh. You are stunned for one minute. Oh, uh, gosh. Again, you can uh, repeat a saving throw at the start of each of your turns, ending the effect on a success, but it lasts for one minute. <sighs> that ends the uh, the mind witness's turn. Uh, Sarsa, you are up. Oh, my God. There's been a lot <laughs> happening here. You know what? We're, I'm just going to I'm gonna make my little gamble, and we'll see how it pays off. I'm going to go rush over to Gustharak and Sarsa's gonna attempt a melee attack on him and I'm gonna try inflict wounds as a third level spell. Oof. I'm gonna say saloon guide me <laughs> 25 to hit. Uh, that hits. Okay, cool. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> 16 damage. Two and, of those and, were and ones. And that's what kind of damage? That is a necrotic damage. Okay. That was not as beefy as I had hoped. You see Gastorak and you just kind of... This was not very nice, my dear. Well, I'm not a nice lady. All right, is that your turn? That's then I'm good. I'm good. Okay. That's, that's me. All right. Bart, the bold bard, you are up. Bardic inspiration for <laughs> Ramara. Was that, was that a keytar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bart pulls out this small kind of handheld, uh, there's little metal tongs, and he sort of plays this tiny little thing that nobody can hear because you just hear, Rah! 
Uh, Ramara feels a little bit inspired by all of this, and she feels like, I think we can do this. Okay, that's your bonus action. Does she, Emily? Does she really feel that? She might. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that for you. (laughs) And then... um, <laughs> Should I play some more? Or <laughs> yes. Did we get enough? Okay. Encore. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Suddenly, you all change into eight-bit characters, and uh, <laughs> a little, a little <laughs> side scroller, <laughs> a little box pops up, and like, fight, save, run. <laughs> okay. So Wrong what else do you want to do, Wrong. Bart? And then, uh, oh boy, um, who's how? Which is closer, the uh, Bernie, the the Beholder, or the Gorilla? Um, squid. So do you? Are you? Imagine you're in a V of all of you guys, the six of you. You're in a V. Are you on the right or the left? Right. Or the middle. Right. Right. Okay. So you're closer to the uh, the four that Silius attacked. So three of them are prone. Three of them are prone. One of them, Bernie, just threw a fiery lance at you. Oh, I know. Or, uh, or okay. uh, burned you with like a flamethrower. But he's close to me. Yep. All right. Then he's I'm going to uh, aim my my weapon at him. And cast True Strike. Okay. <laughs> so I'll get to use that next turn. Okay. All right. So Bart cast True Strike. Great. We should point out on Weston's Patreon, the songs you get are much better. Than <laughs> <laughs> this does not come from my Patreon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ramara, you're up. And Jarek, you're right up to Ramara. Okay. Um, so I'm over on the right, too. Yeah. Do I have, like, a pretty clear shot at multiples of them that don't include us. You could get the three that are prone as well as Bernie. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. This is Psychic Blast. As an action, I unleash devastating psychic energy in a 60-foot cone. Right? So I can just go like straight at them without these guys, right? Uh, each sure. creature in that area must make an intelligence saving throw taking 8d8 psychic damage Dang. on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Jeez! That tidal wave did nothing before that. <laughs> 8d8? Mm-hmm. Punch them in the brain! <laughs> Punch them all in the brain. Nine. Nope. Nine. Nope. Yeah, that's what that means in German. Good job. Twelve. What does twelve mean in German? And I six. Assume they all fail. They all fail. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 8d8? Okay. All right, give me some damage. Jeez. This is slashy, stabby, wheelie, and birdie. 48. 48? Oh, 4d8. Okay. 48. Yes, I rolled 8d8, and it was 48. Oh, Oh, man. That's a lot better than my 4d8 that rolled 9. Wow. So basically, you got the complete opposite of my roll. Wow. Ooh, okay. What what was this thing that you just cast? Psychic blast. I want one. Wow, okay. If I level up, I get to do psychic crush, but just wait, just wait. All right. (laughs) So, Ramara, um, just describe how you're kind of 
your physicality here and what you do here. So it's like a cone shape. So I just kind of like, I just use some like hand cones and just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of like feel the, you know, kind of energy going out okay. and then like squeeze them, like pinch their little heads as I go by. Okay, so Ramara puts her, puts, you all kind of see, Jarek sees this in what he feels is slow motion, and you see Ramara kind of put her hands out and kind of twist her wrist right uh, at the uh, center of her chest and kind of thrust out her hands. And then you see Slashy, Stabby, Wheelie, and Bernie. Uh, three of them are on the ground and they all start going, ah! And uh, Bernie just kind of grabs his head, and he, ah! and it's his. Their eyes are bulging out, and they're like, it's like and they all just fall down. She oh takes my. all of them out. They're they are gone. Wow. So slashy. Can I move Stabby. my two strike? <laughs> Wheelie oh, and sorry. Bernie are gone. Should have saved that one for you. No, it's. You know what? That's fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so slashy. It's All that work coming up with seven out. dwarf names. Oh, actually, it, it should be more because I get two, plus two bonus, bonus damage on psychic assault. It doesn't assault, matter. So. They're, they're, they're already dead. 50 total damage. They'll go one solid turn. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. All right. So prone help. Ramara just unleashes so, psychic uh, dominance here without breaking a sweat. And there it is. Uh, what else would you like to do on your turn? Uh, Redo all of my turns. I'm glad I held my action. You do not action. need bardic inspiration. <laughs> now that's I don't that's have how it was strike. possible for me to roll 48. <laughs> you you also had advantage against the three that oh, were thrown. So prone. you rolled, use the inspiration? <laughs> Only if it's melee. Oh, not that oh, inspiration. That, is that right? His oh, musical his inspiration. inspiration. Oh, great. Okay, great. <laughs> she still has that for a future turn when right? she breaks other people's heads. Um, <laughs> so yeah. can I, can just as my like bonus, can I just walk or run over to try to get, uh, to get like... Jarek away from Gestorak. Sure, you want to pull him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can you can move over. Uh, you've already used your action, okay. so you'll be next to Jarek and Gestorak. Okay. So you can use your movement to, to move over there. Yes. Wow. Okay. Jarek. <laughs> yes. It's your turn. You're moving very slow, half speed. Uh, you can still take an action. Slow speed. What do you want to do? This is a spell effect on me, the slow spell. It's important. So I'm asking because I know a spell called Lesser Restoration, which removes an effect, including paralyzed or deafened or blinded. But it's specific, blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. And it seems I'm like I'm less hurt than paralyzed, but it's its own specific thing, so it yeah. probably wouldn't work. We need to spill magic. So also, have, if you're doing a if you're doing a high five and someone does up high and then does down low, down low. I'm, I'm gonna be behind. They will always yeah. be too slow. Good yeah. to remember. <laughs> All right, you so won't hit that bottom every hand. Time, yeah. Every time, every time. You won't hit that bottom hand. Yeah, that's fine. So I'm currently, I'm near Sarsa, who just inflicted wounds, and Ramara, who went to come to me, right? Yes. And Coach has his hand up waiting for the spiralite. <laughs> Little do you know, he's completely frozen. It's like, <laughs> I'm open, I'm open. You can talk, you just, just can't move. Just lasso it around my hand. <laughs> For a spiralite throw, that will not happen because it's gonna happen really. Like, like, <laughs> you're just like, what's <laughs> <laughs> You idiots are playing with this spiralite, and Ramar is just gonna kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs>